Hi, let's talk about Pro Plan Sport. Pro Plan Sport is advanced nutrition made to fuel strength and stamina in active dogs like yours. So wherever your next journey together takes you, start it off right with the high-performance fuel your dog needs to keep pushing you every step of the way. Pro Plan Sport. Learn more at ProPlansport.com. Let me run this by my lawyer is a really helpful phrase to have in your back pocket. Legal Shield has been giving legal peace of mind for over 50 years. They connect you to a vetted law firm in your state for an affordable monthly fee. Want an experienced set of eyes on a contract's fine print? Or you finally want to get that will done? Legal Shield has a dedicated group of lawyers who have your back, no matter what the future brings. Sign up today at LegalShield.com forward slash iHeart. PPLSI does not provide legal representation or advice. See a plan for complete terms. You know our trusted partner, TireRack.com, for their fast, free shipping, free road hazard protection, convenient installation options, and their great selection of best tires, like the highly consumer-rated Pirelli Scorpion Weather Active. But did you know they sell other automotive products, wheels, brakes, suspension, just to name a few. Go to TireRack.com slash Colin. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. Thank you to our friends at Panini America, the official trading cards and NFTs of the 2024 Colin Coward Show. Panini America delivers a premier collecting experience with the most sought-after NFL, NBA, FIFA, and WNBA trading cards. Whether you're chasing rookie sensations or collecting timeless legends, Panini's got it. Panini America is also breaking new ground in NIL, featuring some of the biggest names in college sports. Turn first-round picks like Caitlin Clark, Angel Reese, J.J. McCarthy, Michael Penix Jr., and more. Visit PaniniAmerica.net today. The Volume. Let me run this by my lawyer is a really helpful phrase to have in your back pocket. Legal Shield has been giving legal peace of mind for over 50 years. They connect you to a vetted law firm in your state for an affordable monthly fee. Want an experienced set of eyes on a contract's fine print? Or you finally want to get that will done? Legal Shield has a dedicated group of lawyers who have your back, no matter what the future brings. Sign up today at LegalShield.com forward slash iHeart. PPLSI does not provide legal representation or advice. See a plan for complete terms. You put it off long enough, it's time to replace your tires. Tire Rack has tires that will elevate your drive. Touring tires for commuter comfort, performance tires for sporty handling, all-terrain tires for on and off-road adventure. Go to TireRack.com to get started. Not sure where to begin Use the Tire Decision Guide to get a personalized tire recommendation, the right tires for how, what, and where you drive. Choose from the full line of Yokohama tires. Ship fast and free to a recommended installer near you. Or choose the convenience of mobile tire installation. They'll bring your new tires to your home or office and install them on site. Doesn't get much easier than that. Go to TireRack.com slash Colin to see their Yokohama test results, tire ratings, and consumer reviews, and be sure to check out all their current special offers. Great tires, great deal. What more could you ask for? That's TireRack.com slash Colin. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. Hi, let's talk about Pro Plan Sport. 
Pro Plan Sport is advanced nutrition made to fuel strength and stamina in active dogs like yours. So whether you're heading out to explore a new trail or looking to set a personal best on your daily run, start your journey off right with the high-performance fuel your dog needs to keep pushing you every step of the way. Pro Plan Sport. Discover the power of advanced nutrition for strength and stamina at ProPlansport.com. That's ProPlansport.com. Thank you to our friends at Panini America, the official trading cards and NFTs of the 2024 Colin Coward Show. Panini America delivers a premier collecting experience with the most sought-after NFL, NBA, FIFA, and WNBA trading cards. Whether you're chasing rookie sensations or collecting timeless legends, Panini's got it. Panini America is also breaking new ground in NIL, featuring some of the biggest names in college sports. And now newly minted first-round picks like number one overall Caitlin Clark, Angel Reese, J.J. McCarthy, Michael Penix Jr., and more. If you're into cutting-edge digital collectibles, don't miss Panini's NFT platform at nft.paniniamerica.net with some of their first opportunities to collect this year's rookie class. Whether you're a collector of physical cards or a digital enthusiast, Panini has you covered. Check out their most popular brands like Prism, Select, Donruss, and more, including Panini Instant Cards celebrating the biggest sports moments on cards right after they happen such as Draft Night Instance. Visit PaniniAmerica.net or download the Panini Direct app today. Panini America, the official trading cards and NFTs of The Colin Cowherd Show. This episode is brought to you by DirecTV Stream. Introducing DirecTV Stream, the best of live TV and on demand, which means you can get all your favorite sports, movies, and shows together. So you can watch new episodes of your favorite reality shows live or binge old episodes on demand. Either way, get ready for some drama. And the best part? DirecTV Stream has no annual contract. DirecTV Stream. Get your TV together at directtv.com. Requires high-speed internet and compatible device. Content varies by package and location. Restrictions apply. The college football season is in full swing, and you can make every moment more with FanDuel Sportsbook. Because right now, all customers get a $10 parlay bet bonus. Just place a $20 parlay bet and get a $10 bonus win or lose. I got a four-legger for you this week, guys. We've been hot. We're going to continue to be hot. And I've got one that's got some odds that's going to pay you out pretty good. Give me Virginia Moneyline at home versus Notre Dame. That's right. Virginia Moneyline. Give me Ole Miss Moneyline at home versus A&M. Give me Georgia Moneyline on the road at Tennessee. And give me Ohio State at home against Purdue. That's Virginia, Ole Miss, Georgia, and Ohio State. And look, it's so easy to use FanDuel Sportsbook. That's one of my favorite reasons. But there's two other ones that I really love. The fast withdrawals. When you when I win, when you win, it doesn't matter. You get your winnings in as little as two hours. And of course, the odds, the boosts, the specials they give, whether it's from Colin, anywhere, it's the best you're going to find. They give you the best opportunity. And if you're new to FanDuel Sportsbook, sign up today with promo code JBOY, that's J-B-O-Y, to also receive a risk-free bet up to $1,000. That's promo code JBOY, that's J-B-O-Y. Use it so they know I sent you. 21 and pre- older and present in Arizona, Colorado, Connecticut, Indiana, Michigan, New Jersey, Tennessee, Virginia, West Virginia, but Bonus issued is non-withdrawable site credit that expires in seven days. Max bonus $10. Plus 400 final price or longer required. Restrictions apply. See terms at sportsbook.fandle.com. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP or text Next Step to 53342 in Arizona. 1-888-789-quadruple-7 or visit ccpg.org slash chat. In Connecticut, 1-800-GAMBLER. Visit fandle.com slash RG in Colorado. 
Indiana, New Jersey, Virginia, 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. The Tennessee Red Line, 1-800-889-9789. Or visit www.1800gambler.net in West Virginia. Live from the College Football Hall of Fame, welcome to the J-Boy Show on the volume. Presented by FanDuel and hosted by Jake Crane. This is Roman Harper. This is Derek Stingley Jr. This is David Pollock, and you're watching the J-Boy Show. And you're watching the J-Boy Show. So thanks for watching the J-Boy Show. All right, it's Wednesday, everybody. We had the college football playoff rankings released last night. We're going to get into that, into the monologue. I'm going to talk, too, about odds to make the playoffs, because I think uh, when you look at the odds, whether it be out of Vegas, FanDuel, wherever, and we're going to look at the FanDuel odds, shout out FanDuel, you tend to see which conferences they give a little more credence to, but we're going to dive into the the rankings release. There's a few spots I like, a few that I don't. Jeff Trailer, that's right, UTSA, undefeated, making their debut in the college football playoff ranking top 25. Jeff Trailer, head coach is going to join us, interested in talking to him. He's got a really crazy journey to where he is now. Uh, our uh, guy I used to work with a lot, Tommy Perry, is the special teams and I believe running backs coach out there. Shout out TP for hooking this up. We're going to play fill in the gap. Josh Pate from Late Kick is going to join us, give us his thoughts on the landscape. Uh, and also, should we release the rankings early or not or later? And me and Cone are going to get into that. We're going to drop our picks. <laughs> Look, the Mac last night. Stared us down in the eyes. Ew, Stared gross. us right in the eyes. First time we've been in the red in a while. How are we going to respond? Look, hold on. Oh, wow, we're, we're staring not, we're right not, back how at How are him. we going to respond? We're staring right yeah. back at Because it got ugly. We're not in the red. Right. Once uh, After that Saturday, then you find out if you're in the red. This is yeah, yeah. early. This is early. Oh, yeah. I'm just talking about for, for yeah. one day. This is for one day, and we'll get into that. <laughs> this is Maxton. No one you really know, knows. Eastern Michigan, don't ever, don't ever look at me again and ask me to put faith in you in anything. <laughs> That's all I'm going to say. Yeah. To everybody associated uh, with the Eastern Michigan program, you let everybody down. Yeah, they, they cleaned up <laughs> on us. Uh, not I just Ypsilanti, you let everybody the real, down. The, the real question is, is uh, you know, who, who's the Western Michigan special teams coach? Because let's talk about God, it. He's got, he's given, he, go they've given up more returns than the IRS. I'm going to go ahead and apply yeah, to that Yeah, they've job. given up more returns than the IRS. But I want to jump in to this college football playoff ranking release. Overall, when I look at it in aggregate, not too bad of a job. Not too bad of a job. But there's some problems in here. And not everybody will be happy, but I want to pinpoint some problems. Regardless of what criteria you're using or formula that you're using, there is one requirement, as we put it up on the screen right here, there is one requirement that I ask. And that is consistency. Consistency. Whichever way you're going to do it. And what I saw out of the top six, at least, I, I'm looking for, for the explanation in how you put Oregon in front of Ohio State and saying, basically what you're saying is, head-to-head matters. Oregon went on the road. They have comparable records, both with one loss. Oregon went on the road and beat Ohio State head-to-head. Oregon should be in front of them. And I agree. I agree to that point. But if you're going to use that methodology then how in the hell is Michigan in front of Michigan State? They both have one loss. It's a, it's a very similar scenario. The only difference is Oregon went on the road and won. And people say, oh, well, Michigan State lost last week. I get that. I understand that. But when we're looking at the totality of the body of work, when we're putting these rankings together, you have to look at the whole thing. 
And when you compare the whole thing, there is no reason that Michigan should be in front of Michigan State. And there's a quote from Gary Bardup, one of the higher-ups from the college football playoff committee, that scares me to death. Scares me to death. Sometimes you beg for silence when you hear stuff like this. They asked him why Michigan was ahead of Michigan State. And I'm paraphrasing a little bit, but he said, because we talked and we believe that Michigan State is the better team. You mean Michigan. That Michigan is the better team. How do you get to that conclusion? How? That's like saying, oh, well, well, Germany was the better army in World War II, but they lost the war. What? What? How do you you get to that point? What three Michigan guys on the panel looked around and said, guys, listen, I know they went head up. Yeah, what'd you do, Cone? But, but yeah, what'd you (laughs) do, do, Cone? Hey, you you put in a call? I agree with everything you're saying here. And honestly, and I told you last week, and I agree with it this week, I think maybe they should both be ahead, or Oklahoma should jump both of them. Honestly. Well, uh, well and, and, and look, you, there's an argument there for that. But there is no argument that Michigan State is a, is, isn't is as good as Michigan. They beat them on the field. And it goes back to if we are going to do this and we are going to release rankings early. And I'm going to get to you in a second, Cone, on what you think because me and you are on opposite sides on this. And you're going to release the rankings early. Just be consistent. Whatever you choose. And I'm going to talk with Josh Pate about the criteria that we think is, is, is needed when you're looking at the whole thing. And it's an aggregate of the analytical and what you see. It's a dose of numbers, the eye test, and common football sense. We can have all those things into one system. But if there is no consistency, there is no argument. And there's no way you can sit there and tell me that you think that Michigan is a better team than Michigan State. They played. Those humans played against these humans, and these humans won. Now, if, now if Michigan State had, had two losses or three, put Michigan in front of them. But if it's comparable, even close, and in this situation, they play in the same conference. But with no consistency, there is no argument. You, there is nothing. It is just reaching and grabbing and flailing, and it's a waste of time. There has to be consistency so we can start having good arguments, not just arguments when it comes down to this. And I am for releasing the rankings early because I am for dissent. I am for having different narratives in college football that we can debate about because debate moves the product forward. It's good for the product. But there has to be some type of consistency and I'm talking about this year because it seems that it changes with the winds. We, we don't have anything nailed down. There is no Bill of Rights. There is no Constitution. There is no manual, per se. And when you have the head of the, one of the heads of the college football playoff committee saying that one team that just lost to another team is better than that team with even records, that scares the hell out of me. It makes me think that some of y'all really have no idea what you're looking at. You're just good enough at business to be there. I don't want head coaches in football telling me about the stock market. So it's really scaring me that a bunch of business people and ADs and this, that, and the other, and I know some of them coached and this, that, and the other. We need people in there that there's, there's common sense or at least a common theme or some sort of criteria because it's all over the place right now. It, the top six is literally a contradiction in itself when you look at it. You can't argue out of both sides of your mouth. 
You cannot protect yourself by taking a side, saying, well, in this instance, we're going to put Oregon in front of Ohio State, but in this instance, instance, we're going to put Michigan in front of Michigan State. It makes no sense. The game was played. So you're telling me, you're telling me, Right now, if it ended, Michigan would have a a better chance of getting in the Final Four than Michigan State would. That's ridiculous. That's ridiculous. But the great part is you still have time to fix it. Now, the question is, Cone, and you argue the other side of this, should we have rankings early? You know why I want them, because I think dissent and arguments moves the product forward and gives us different angles. Some may be crazier than the others, but the arguments get get better and more narrow the more narrow the focus of the criteria is, or at least we have some sort of something to go off of other than Gary Barta just making stuff up. Yeah, I get it. I'm not saying we shouldn't have them. I'm just saying that they're irrelevant. Now, look, when we have our 12-team playoff on Wednesday and we play that, that's one of the most fun segments of the week. I love being able to do that and and talk amongst ourselves about which teams would win. Mm -hmm. And if the AP wants to put out a top 25 poll 12 weeks before the season starts, have at it. If the committee wants to put out a poll here, what, four weeks, five weeks before the end of the season? We want to put out a poll? It's great. Let's, you know, put out a poll. I'm just saying that, you know, in terms of, and I was just having this discussion this week, the number one team in the country to me is still Alabama because they're the most recent champion. That's all that matters until someone else takes the new crown. If that happens to be Georgia this year, a year from now when we're sitting in the middle of the fall, they're going to be the number one team no matter how bad they so are So, wait, wait, season. let me ask you this. So let, let me press you on that, though. So, so you're saying that Alabama with one loss and Georgia being undefeated, Alabama should be ranked number one no, or in your mind no, I'm Alabama just saying that these one. rankings that we're coming out with before we crown a new champion since the so last when, champion is irrelevant. So now, when let me should finish the, here official, real quick. the official rankings? So if we're going to have, look, the, the reason that people are skeptical of committees and coalitions is because there's always a possibility for corruption, mm-hmm. right? Okay, especially when we're talking about this much money on the line. Here's my thing. The drama always comes about when the rankings first get released, whether it's the AP at the beginning of the year or the committee's rankings right here, like last week, you know, three or four weeks before the end of the season, right? The drama is never at the end of the season when they select their top four. Do you think the committee has gotten the four top teams right since we've started the college football playoff? The only argument I had was A&M over Notre Dame last, last year, but year, there was a good argument for Notre Dame during too, a so COVID I can understand year, that. Right? Yep. And that's the mm-hmm. one that we've said this whole time, which mm-hmm. that's the only one possible. But I don't think that you would say, even in that scenario, that there's been any sniff of corruption with this committee when selecting the four best teams in the college I, I football playoff. I agree with you there. And if they just came out with the four best teams at the end of the season, once we've seen every single team's complete body of work, there'd be no drama. It's only in the middle of the season like this that we talk about. They got this one wrong. To me, this smells like they put Michigan ahead of Michigan State because of branding. That's what it smells like to me. I mean, what other, option, what right. other answer is there? At least with Oregon, Ohio State, you could say that, you know, you do weigh losses heavier later in the season than earlier, right? And you could say that these are two completely different teams now, but they still put Oregon in front because of they the head-to-head. Head to head to and head I to think head. they got that right. With the Michigan-Michigan State, that game was just played. There's no excuse for this. You have to put Michigan State in front of Michigan, and I honestly think that you put Oklahoma in front of both of them, just like I said last week. And here's the reason. If they just wait and release the, the four-team playoff after everyone's played, look at this right here. Three of the top seven, hold on, let me pull it up. Three of the top seven are in the same division. Only one, maybe one, is making Mm -hmm. it out of that. Ohio State is going to have to play Michigan and Michigan State back-to-back. 
one and two are on a collision course to meet right back here, a stone's throw away from us in Atlanta. So did you say, and I want to ask you a question, and I know you're going, I don't want to cut you off, but I, I do got to get this question in. So you are saying, number one, that you should release, I, actually, you know what? Let me, let me put it this way. Do you think that the committee just put Michigan in front of Michigan State because they know it's going to work its way out and they said we're going to punish Michigan State for losing recently as opposed to Michigan winning against, I don't know, Indiana or Rutgers or whoever it was? I don't know how you could say that because they think it's going to work its way out. Well, that's based what I'm saying. There's no Michigan, good answer. I mean, Michigan, what, what Michigan has been the worse. Answer. Michigan has the been answer. the worst in November. So if you're going off like past history, I don't know how they think. Like, yes, it is possible for Michigan to go beat to go beat Penn State on the road this weekend, to beat Ohio State at home, to to win the Big Ten championship, and to win out, and they end up making the playoff. If Michigan wins out, they're going to make the playoff. If Michigan State wins out, they're going to make the playoff, mm-hmm. right? I don't think either one of those teams is going to win out, and certainly not both of them and Ohio State yeah. are going to win out because they are going to have to play each other, right? Yeah. So, and the same thing with Oklahoma. Look, I think Oklahoma loses to Baylor this week or Oklahoma State on the road. That doesn't mean that I don't think they should be ranked higher right now, which is why I'm saying that this is where the drama gets created because if we let all of these teams play their schedule in its entirety, I don't think there are going to be more than four reasonable options to take those four spots. And if there are, it would be the first time we've had that. And then that's when we can have an honest discussion about the playoff expansion to first eight or possibly 12. Okay, and, and, and real quick, and we're going to get Jeff Trailer from UTSA in here in a minute. So you think the rankings should, just the final four, should be released before the conference championship games or after them? I mean, they can release it whenever they want, like but the only know. ones like, that as a are coach, out. I would like to know. But here's the thing, and we were talking about this earlier. You know, you're, what difference would it make to you as a coach? You're that. trying to win every game That's as exactly hard as right. you can. Here's, and all I'm saying with the Alabama point, because I don't want it to be snipped out and you know taken out of context, is they're the most recent champion. Right. Unless you're talking about a conference champion, in which case, you know, you take that most recent conference champion until the next champion, whoever we say is one, two, three, four, five, six or seven is it doesn't really matter. Yeah. And here's here's what you asked me, like, would it be the same thing? Yes, you want to win every game. Yes, you want to win every game in a blowout. But you have the coach and the team scenario. Then you have the coach by himself. The coach, just me. I would want to know what we had to do or where we stood. Now, I would go just like Kirby and Jimbo and Saban and all of them and say, guys, it doesn't matter. The, <coughs> excuse me. The rankings don't matter where we're at. We got to keep doing this, that, and the other. And that's exactly what I'd tell them. But for me personally and, and our staff and being able to go in that staff room and say, guys, listen, we're six right now in the college football playoff. We have this, 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 and that. And you're right, Cone. You can be right, and I can be right at the same time on two different things. But what I'm saying is as a coach, I would like to know, hey, you know, we're six right now. We've got more work to do. Who needs to lose where for us to get in? What do I need to know that needs to happen for us to get in? That's just from a personal. Let me give a, let me give a personal example real quick because my freshman year at Michigan was the one versus two year, right? We were ranked two in the country. Ohio was ranked one in the country. We played them at their place, right? And that was really cool. It was cool that there was a ranking and we were number two and they were number one and there were all sorts of commercials about mm-hmm. it. And, you know, I'm a freshman and it's really cool. Go on the road, lose by three at their place in the horseshoe, right? Mm -hmm. There's all of this conversation nationally, or at least I think it was nationally. I mean, it could have just been in our locker room, but there seemed to be a conversation about, is there going to be a rematch for the national title between Michigan and Ohio State, clearly the two best teams that season? Mm -hmm. Is there going to be a rematch for the national title? And I I remember being in the full team room when Coach Carr came in and said, boys, we're going to the Rose Bowl. 
we're going to play Southern Cal. I know you're disappointed, but don't be. It's still the granddaddy of them all, right? Florida, uh, Ohio goes on to play Florida for the national title. They lose in the national championship yep, to that. Chris Ted Lee. Ted Ginn ran the opening Meyer, kickback, didn't ran he? Ran the opening kickback. They ended up losing. We lost to Southern Cal in the Rose Bowl. Okay, and so you know, I was only I was just talking about this recently because someone was asking me, "What is there a legitimate shot that Alabama is a two-loss team, loses to Georgia in the SEC championship, and still makes the college football playoff?" Which I don't think carnage it take will carnage happen, around them. But we were going through a scenario of all the carnage that it would possibly take, mm-hmm. and I just you know I don't think that it's going to happen. But uh, you know, so that's just an example of where, you know. Yeah, we were ranked two in the country, but at the end of the day, it didn't matter. You know, we go on the road, we lose by three, we go to the Rose Bowl and lose that one. Yeah, and and again, a lot of it will work its way out. All I ask, all I ask is just for consistency. Give us a baseline for us to be able to operate off of when we're trying to not only project but dissect why the committee did what they did. That I agree. I I think that's— Especially when you talk about using the eye test because that is so subjective. Now, it's important because, look, you know football. I think when you and I talk about the eye test, we know what we're talking about. And when you put the 30 you know, whatever, best college football minds in a room and call them a committee, they're going to get it right more than they get it wrong. But when it's something subjective, you have to be consistent. And to me, this is just wrong. Now, I don't think it's a huge deal because Michigan could still either win out, right, and go higher or lose three more games. So I don't think it's a big deal in terms of what we're going to see for Mm -hmm. the finale of the season. But as we sit here right now on a Wednesday, it is wrong. Yeah, just, maybe we should reach out to five or six people we respect in the space and put together our own committee, our own alliance. Let it or be the said, council. Let it be done. The council. I, I like, like the it. council. Blaine, what's the booster club saying? Um, uh, let me see here. Well, they got uh, nothing much. Adam Swindle says I think Michigan, uh, Michigan State's playing. I think it's losing Purdue and Michigan State. Uh, Michigan had ample opportunities to beat State, and they should have. Well, you know, woulda, coulda, shoulda. If ifs and, if, ifs and uh, buts were candy and nuts, we'd all have a Merry Christmas. But you lost the game when it comes down to it. You played them. They beat you. You both have one loss. The way it should work. It's the easiest tiebreaker of all time. You're, you're fortunate when your tiebreakers come down to head-to-head. When we actually are able to say these two teams played each other, I don't care if they played each other the first game or they played each other the last game. I guess here's the crux of my argument quickly here before we, we, we move on is what does Michigan win this week by being ranked six instead of nine? What does Michigan State lose by being ranked seven instead of six? Now, I get it. If all of this stuff plays out to the very end, right, and you have multiple teams who win out and they're, they're the fifth or they're the sixth and they're the first one out, then, yes, that's tough, just like Texas A&M last season. What I'm saying is a lot of these teams still have a gauntlet to play. They do. If they get through it, they're gonna, a lot of them are going to yeah. get what they want at the other end of it. And if they don't get through it, then they're going to be justly left out. Yeah, well, I don't think it's what is Michigan winning or what is Michigan losing. To me, it's just getting it right. Sure, I just get that. Just get it right. I That's it. all I'm asking. But speaking about getting it right, man, Jeff Trailer's getting it right at UTSA. We ready to bring him in? Yeah, he is. Let's bring him in. Let's bring in Coach Trailer. There he is. Jeff Trailer, Coach, what's up, man? Doing great. How are y'all? Doing great. I appreciate you taking time. Congrats on all the success. I know it's an uh, exciting time out there for you and, and the rest of the staff and the players. Yeah, we're, we're doing great. Just got to know the practice this morning and uh, getting ready for Southern Miss right now. Oh, yeah, the, the Golden Eagles. But, Coach, you know what? I want to get to what you and the team have done on the field, but but I do got to ask you, you've taken quite an interesting journey to get to where you are. You know, you spent time in the high school ranks. You go from Gilmer to Texas. Just on a personal note, that had to be a pretty cool moment when you got the opportunity to, to go to, you know, the flagship school in the state of Texas. Can you just talk about your journey to getting you here? It seems meant to be in my eyes. 
Having a little technical difficulty there with Coach Trailer. Yeah, he's good on our end. I don't know. Let's see. Let's see if we can work on that. But, no, it's a crazy – if you haven't heard Coach Trailer, the story is amazing getting to where he is now. Big 12 uh, – one of the Big 12 recruiters of the year may have been the Big 12 recruiter of the year when he was at Texas and then has made the transition and now having a ton of success at UTSA. We're going to see – Coach Trailer, we got you back. I hope so. so we're there we go. There course. we go. Yeah, I, I don't. I'm not a technological savant. I leave that to Cone. I let him do the uh, the satellites and all that stuff. But no, I was just mentioning, you know, your career up to this point, the time you spent in the high school ranks, and then going from Gilmer to Texas and, and transitioning the way you have. Uh, it's a pretty exciting journey and seems pretty meant to be. Yeah, I was a high school football coach. Had um, my alma mater actually for 15 years. Something I take a lot of great pride in. Mm. And then I was lucky enough to uh, coach Strong offered me a job at the University of Texas and went to work with him for a few years and blessed to be hired here at UTSA in December 2019. It's been a great two-year run so far. For sure. And, and Coach, you know, uh, we we all have identities. We have methodologies. And, you know, your team, and, and I've watched them play the togetherness. I know we always talk about it. And you guys, you know, with the triangle and stuff like that, what is your core message or what is your core belief or philosophy that you've instilled in this locker room and, and in this program? And I'm sure a little bit of it has rubbed off on you as well. Well, it's our hashtag 210 triangle of toughness culture. It's our brand. And mm-hmm. uh, the 210 has a lot of different significant to us uh, we vote for our single digit kids zero through nine those are the kids that best epitomize our five culture pillars the, the 210 represents the san antonio area code so mm-hmm. our kids that wear the two the one and the zero even get the, the most votes so uh those kids that best epitomize our culture and uh you know it's uh, integrity is our pinky promise uh we go to our ring finger next with passion mm-hmm. you know, Useful and useful mental toughness is our middle finger, not the dirty one. So <laughs> mental and physical toughness. Uh, our index finger, selfless. We're going to always play for our teammates. And then our thumbs, we're going to point at ourselves, which is perfect effort. We wad the fist, pound the fist, try the process and win the day. Those are our culture pillars. Triangle of toughness for us. We're going to be extremely physical on defense. Uh, be a great team run team on offense. And, play our best players on special teams. So I know it's yeah. a long, long, long brand there. That's that's what our kids are about. Yeah, and, and you can see it on the field. And, Coach, you know, we always talk about complimentary football on this show. And you bring up playing the starters on special teams and, and this, that, and the other. Uh, can you just talk about the leadership that you guys have that has led to y'all's ability to play complimentary football? Because every week you turn on the TV, somebody's offense is up, somebody's defense is down. Somebody's defense is up, the offense is down. But the trick is playing complimentary football, and it seems like you guys are, are doing that out there. Our kids have really bought into it. Uh, we play. Uh, when I was a young head high school coach, I, I called the game more from like an offensive coordinator's point of view. I just tried to outscore everybody. Uh, who cares? 61, 58, 59, 56. Fans loved it. Uh, but then we started winning championships. And uh, that fan base expected to win championships every single week. And it's impossible in the state of Texas to win <laughs> six games in a row without having some bad weather somewhere in there. And yeah. that's how many you got to win in the playoffs in Texas in football. Oh, I, yeah. I just got to learn. It's a, a, you got to be able to run the football. You got to be able to stop the and uh, when the, the wind's blowing and it's cold and raining it's hard to throw the football around so that kind of developed me as a, as a head coach and our kids have really bought 
say and uh, couldn't be more proud of how they do compliment each other. They don't care what the score is as long as we have more points than the other team. Yeah, and you guys are all moving in one direction. And, and Coach, I, I know it's during the season, and, and you guys probably don't keep up with a ton of rankings, but I mean, it was a monumental moment when they released that top 25 in the playoff, and you see UTSA in there at number 23. What did that mean to you and, and the guys in the program? Because it's, it's got to be a little bit of vindication, even though the journey's not complete. It's one of the great things about coaching in a program that's so young. This is our 11th year to ever play football. Uh, we records every week. I mean, we mm-hmm. most points scored this week, most yards. <laughs> We're a new program, right? So first it was the AP poll, then the coaches poll, and now the college football playoff poll. It's exciting time. You know, we coach in the seventh largest city in the country, and uh, we play in the Alamo Dome. We're in a new $41 million facility. It's an unbelievable multicultural city. And uh, we couldn't be more worth the are right now just for our 11th season. Yeah, and, and Coach, like I said, congratulations, and I really appreciate your time. We're going to be keeping track of you. Uh, much love to the Triangle. Continued success. Jeff Trailer. I really appreciate you, my friend. Let's do this again. And shout-out Tommy Perry, one of my favorite people in the world. Have me on. God bless. Birds up. Hey, for sure. Coach Trailer. I do got to ask you before you go, does, does Coach Perry still run around with a bullhorn at practice? Oh, did we lose off. him? You know Man. what? I'll say yes. Yeah. Oh, uh, so he might still be here. He might still be here. <laughs> Coach Perry, I, I used to love this. You always know. Every- Let me just run this by my lawyer is a really helpful phrase to have in your back pocket. Legal Shield has been giving legal peace of mind for over 50 years. They connect you to a vetted law firm in your state for an affordable monthly fee. Want an experienced set of eyes on a contract's fine print? Or you finally want to get that will done? Legal Shield has a dedicated group of lawyers who have your back, no matter what the future brings. Sign up today at LegalShield.com forward slash iHeart. PPLSI does not provide legal representation or advice. See a plan for complete terms. You put it off long enough, it's time to replace your tires. Tire Rack has tires that will elevate your drive. Touring tires for commuter comfort, performance tires for sporty handling, all-terrain tires for on- and off-road adventure. Go to TireRack.com to get started. Not sure where to begin? Use the Tire Decision Guide to get a personalized tire recommendation. The right tires for how, what, and where you drive. Choose from the full line of Michelin tires. Ship fast and free to a recommended installer near you. Or choose the convenience of mobile tire installation. They'll bring your new tires to your home or office and install them on site. Doesn't get much easier than that. Go to TireRack.com slash Colin to see their Michelin test results, tire ratings, and consumer reviews, and be sure to check out all their current special offers. Great tires, great deal. What more could you ask for? That's TireRack.com slash Colin. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. Hi, let's talk about Pro Plan Sport. Pro Plan Sport is advanced nutrition made to fuel strength and stamina in active dogs like yours. So whether you're heading out to explore a new trail or looking to set a personal best on your daily run, start your journey off right with the high-performance fuel your dog needs to keep pushing you every step of the way. Pro Plan Sport. Discover the power of advanced nutrition for strength and stamina at ProPlansport.com. That's ProPlansport.com. Thank you to our friends at Panini America, the official trading cards and NFTs of the 2024 Colin Coward Show. Panini America delivers a premier collecting experience with the most sought-after NFL, NBA, 
FIFA, and WNBA trading cards. Whether you're chasing rookie sensations or collecting timeless legends, Panini's got it. Panini America is also breaking new ground in NIL, featuring some of the biggest names in college sports. And now newly minted first-round picks like number one overall Caitlin Clark, Angel Reese, J.J. McCarthy, Michael Penix Jr., and more. If you're into cutting-edge digital collectibles, don't miss Panini's NFT platform at nft.paniniamerica.net with some of their first opportunities to collect this year's rookie class. Whether you're a collector of physical cards or a digital enthusiast, Panini has you covered. Check out their most popular brands like Prism, Select, Donruss, and more, including Panini Instant Cards celebrating the biggest sports moments on cards right after they happen, such as Draft Night Instance. Visit PaniniAmerica.net or download the Panini Direct app today. Panini America, the official trading cards and NFTs of the Colin Cowherd Show. Everybody in San Antonio probably knows where Tommy Perry is when they're at practice because he's typically on the bullhorn. So that's one. I forgot to get that question in there. I'm going to get it next time. We, Coach Trailer, actually, you still on? Can you still hear me? Yeah, I'm still here. Does Tommy, Coach, does, does Coach Perry still run around with the bullhorn at practice? Uh, no bullhorn. He doesn't. No bullhorn. <laughs> He's going to get so pissed at me for saying that. That's so hilarious. Coach Trailer, I really appreciate you, buddy. And uh, let's do it again soon. <laughs> Thank you all. God bless. Birds up. All right, brother. You too. Yes, sir. Uh, great stuff there. Man, what a great story. Birds up, man. What, what a great story. Blaine, what's the Booster Club saying? Uh, we do have a $10 donation Ooh. from the one and only Garth Party. Oh, it's a party, party on okay, there we Garth. Go. Party we on did hit guard. this earlier, but I'm going to say it anyway because it's donation. He says, fella, how's Ohio State ranked fourth right now? They lost to the number three team and have no wins against any of the committee's top 25 teams. Is it just name recognition and recruiting rankings? You know, look, it, it, at this point, too, there's so much carnage going on and so much to be had. that this, th- this is an argument that you can make. My question would be back to you right now. Who would you put in that fourth spot? You can't tell me Cincinnati. Y'all know I'm not going for that. Oklahoma would be an argument because they are undefeated, even though I'm with you. I think they go down in the regular season over the course of the next three, four weeks. And we also have to remember there's a caveat I think a lot of people are forgetting. Hmm. Most conferences have championship games. Sure. That's like the American, That's gonna Cincinnati's going to have to play Houston. Yeah, that, We're yeah. looking at the other. I mean, I'm telling you guys right now, going into championship week, if Alabama finishes a regular season without losing again, going up against Georgia, that's that's playoff bearing. Georgia's automatically in with no losses. They could lose that game and still get in. But you look at Ohio State that has to play a championship game, and them, Michigan, Michigan State, and Penn State are all on one side. Mm-hmm. Yep. So, you know, they'll probably play who? Minnesota or somebody who actually just lost to Illinois. I don't know who's going to win. Like, it's looking like Wisconsin. Like, and Wisconsin's playing pretty good yeah, right now. Wisconsin's but, looking dangerous right yeah, now. Yeah, Wisconsin's looking pissed off up front. That's what scares you about Wisconsin. Mm-hmm. But, but you look around, Oregon's still going to play a conference championship game, and yep. I'm still skeptical hippo about them going to Utah. At, yeah. at Utah, yeah. At yep. Utah. That's going to be a dangerous, dangerous game. Dangerous game. Uh, so you can look around and, and, you know, look at these championship games and say, wait a minute now. Wait a minute. ACC, eh, well, it doesn't matter. But you look at Big Ten, you look at, you know, Big 12, Oklahoma having to play in a championship game. It's going to be very interesting to see how not only the end of the regular season affects playoff positioning, but how the committee uses the championship game because you will have some legitimate play-in. Like, there, there will be almost four play-in games, really three outside of Georgia, in my opinion, play-in games. Because if you're Alabama and you finish the regular season undefeated and you go lose to Georgia and have two losses, you need help around the country. Because then you start asking, okay, 
Oregon with two losses and Bama with two losses. Ohio State with two losses, Bama with two losses. So to me, that's where this argument is going to get very, very interesting. If we start transitioning to who are the three best one-loss teams behind an undefeated Georgia or who are the two to three best two-loss teams. Because we could have a situation where we have a three-loss team from the West playing the SEC championship game. Yeah, it's not impossible. You know, I just had um, I just had a thought here, and it's unvetted, so I don't know. You tear it up if, if I'm off base somewhere. Ew. But what if, I mean, it's called the playoff committee, right, for the playoffs. So what if when they do release, they only release the top four who they have in the playoff right now and not the full 25? Then if they did that with this one that we were looking at, we, they'd have the exact same four that we had, right? Yeah. And we wouldn't even know the rest. And if someone jumps out, if someone comes in, as the weeks go on, I mean, it's really only the top four spots so we you, need from you, them, are right? Are you making a compromise between me and your Not necessarily, before? and this is why I'm saying it's maybe not the best Handshake idea to just throw out uh, unvetted ideas on live TV. But I'm just asking, I just thought about it. Like, what if it were just, we only need the four spots from them, right? So why is it a top 25 that's coming out? I mean, I, I, I wouldn't be pissed about it. You know, to me, I think, to me, I, I would err more on the side of give me the top eight okay. or the top ten. ten. At least give yeah, me the top give, ten. Give me the top ten so I know. I just, yeah, I tell you, my only argument is that I just want to know yeah. where I'm at, right? Well, I know it doesn't matter. It's irrelevant, right? It's irrelevant, but I just want It's irrelevant, know. but it's not. It's, it's one of those weird yeah. purgatorical arguments. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm okay. You're okay, but that's okay. We yeah. just want it to be okay. Feel I dangerous, mean, just, but also safe. I've seen that one. Yeah, just yeah. give me the top ten at least. Man, Speaking at of, least. y'all want to play some fill in the gap? Ooh, let's play Phil in the Yeah, y'all had, and I want to say this before we start. So Blaine and Cone and our producer, Ryan, I'm not going to give his last name on air because he's super duper popular, but (laughs) y'all had something going on in that chat. I think it's called like J-Boy Stinks or something like that. Y'all's little group chat where y'all just come up with a question. Jake Crane Stinks. Jake Crane Stinks. I'm sorry. Let me, let me be more, let me be more concise here. Y'all had a look in y'all's eye earlier when y'all were debating something. I didn't like it. I don't know what it was about, (laughs) but I didn't like it. And I, and it's worrying me about what's about to happen. Hey, well, good. Well, you, you just, you you just fill in the gaps. You You just fill in these gaps here. Okay. And the first one is Nebraska's decision to keep Scott Frost. You put him on the clock. Okay. You put him on the clock. I'd fill in the gap with, I would say, kicking the can down the road, per se. You think so? Yeah. It's kind of like the debt ceiling. They're like, well, just push it back. We'll, mm. we'll handle it later. To me, I think they're saying, Scott Frost, here's where you stand. We are giving you another year. Now, the question is, what is enough? Is winning, is it a you must win your division in the Big 12? I don't think it is. I think it's you need to be Big somewhat relevant. Big 10, I'm sorry. You need to be somewhat relevant into November. Do you think they gave him the, you know, the exact template? Like, do you think I they think had it the conversation? Pretty, Here's exactly what you need I to do. I think it was pretty clear because, look, at the end of the day, if I'm Scott Frost, good. At least I know where I stand. Sure. All I want to know is where I stand. Has it been great and, and rainbows and this, that, and the other? No. Do I think, you know, eventually he could turn it around in one more year? I mean, you look at Jim Harbaugh, kind of similar, but Jim's won more games than Scott has. Sure. So to me, at least you know where you stand, where the administration stands, where the athletic department stands. And we're going to get Danny Woodhead on here eventually to talk about this. You know, Danny played at Shadron, big Nebraska fan. We all know Danny Woodhead, absolute witch for the Patriots, Chargers, a bunch of different places. But, no, to me, I think they put him on the clock. And you know what? Good for them. At least you yep. know where you stand. Mm-hmm. All right, so Caleb Williams' chances of winning the Heisman are not literally the Vegas odds. I see what oh, okay, Blaine's doing over yeah, here. Small. 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 I know our, our, buddy, I know our buddy Tom Luganbill's big on the Caleb Williams hype train. And look, to me, it's hard to win the Heisman when you only play six or seven games. 
I know. Like I, I think when we start going looking at that, then you're saying, okay, well maybe the first three or four weeks don't, don't matter. But uh, I look at Bryce Young, I look at Kenneth Walker. I know Ritter's fallen down. Matt Corral's fallen down. He's got a big opportunity this weekend. But I just, it would he would have to be spectacular like spectacular and Bryce Young and Kenneth Walker would have to struggle. I think it would take a a series of events, dominoes falling, chains and pulleys pulling and chaining to be able to to make that happen. So it, you know, I think it's small. Mm-hmm. But he's a hell of a player. All right, the chances Deion Sanders coaches a Power 5 team are I think good. I think he just think interviewed good. with TCU, right? Yeah, yeah, I, I think they're good. Um, now, I, the biggest question to me is if you're Deion Sanders, if you're going to leave, I think you have to leave for Power 5. I don't think you can lo- leave for Group of 5 after all the stuff that's been said about going to HBCUs and making them relevant. I don't think you could hold anything in the Power 5 realm against Dion and, and what they've said and, and Eddie George in the same vein and, and going through uh, all the coaches there. I think in the, the way that college football is today, the way social media is, the way that recruiting is, NIL – I think Dion is an actual viable candidate, and he knows football. Obviously, he's one of the best DBs and football players of all time, and I think he's he's a, a pretty good coach, or at least you know shown it. And he is himself. I'll, I'll, I yeah. will give Coach Prime credit; he is a hundred percent himself. And I would like to see it at a Power Five. Mm-hmm. I would like to see how he does because I think it could be kind of a pathway a little bit if he has success to maybe getting you know different. Uh, I guess you could say avenues to get to Power Five and different personalities. I mean, we see it all the time. You have coaches that have been retired. How many times do we talk about Bob Stoops and stuff like this? Getting guys that have been maybe outside of the realm of the Power Five for a while, getting them back in there. I think Dion would just add to that, so I would say good. All right. So, Louisville's going to retire (laughs) Lamar Jackson's number this Saturday. I want to know who's the best player, college football player, in the last five years? Man, that's a great question. How long has Derrick Henry been in the Titans? Been more than five? He was a 16 guy, right? I think so. I think he was a 16 guy. Man, Derrick Henry's up there. Yeah. They gave him the ball in back-to-back games like 46 times and then 48 times. And he was just running like – he was like the dad running against kids in the highest level of of Power 5 college football. I mean, I think you'd have to put Derrick Henry in there if he falls in the last five. Um, You know, Joe Burrow. Yeah. You know, to me, it's hard not to say Joe Burrow. I mean, Lamar was a baller, but Joe was a baller too, man. I yeah, mean, but L- Lamar didn't have anybody. Lamar was doing it by himself. And what Lamar was well, doing Lamar didn't was defying the laws of yeah, physics. Yeah, yeah, Lamar was different. Now, now, if you're asking me, if you're saying the best individual player, regardless of how much games they won, this, that, and the other, then I think you could say Lamar with not a lot of argument. But if we're saying the best player of the last five years in aggregate, when you combine everything from championships and playing in, in a conference like the SEC and having to go undefeated in that gauntlet and beating Bam on the road and doing those things, I, it's tough for me not to say Joe Burrow. Yeah. I think Joe as well. All right. Oh, so no. Here, this dance. is it, isn't it? <laughs> This is it, isn't the it? The dance you would injure yourself doing is what, Jake Crane? What dance would it be? What dance would I do, Injun? I mean, cornhole I celebration. Can I add, can I add something to that? <laughs> you want to add on? something? What's your add on? What dance would you get hurt doing? And also, what's your go-to move? Wow, getting personal. And, w- and will you? And will you? Sh- and will you demonstrate it, please? <laughs> no, well, no, hell no to that. Uh, <laughs> oh, the the on, first man. one, the one that would I would injure myself, probably the worm. 
Probably the oh, worm. Oh, for sure you would, 100%. Yeah, something if I happen. saw you doing the worm, I would knew something was wrong. Yeah, you're right. I was, I was, yeah, something's off. Something's <laughs> yeah. off. The one I would say my signature move, gosh. Is it? Is like, you know. Is it here? Throw it say? away? Like, like just, I'm one of those guys like in the club. I'm just He's, like chilling, you know. I'm not out there like break dancing on like my, spinning on my head on cardboard with like a boom box next to me. Or I'm not you know, out there like doing the stanky like for three hours. Playing, or they not, don't start playing step up songs the, once the you Dougie. get out there. You know, I'm just, I, I'm a viber, man. But wow. if I had this go to, you know, I can throw the dice a little bit. Whoa, there what? it goes. It's all he's got. It's all he's got. But no, I mean, look, look. I can get down when I got to get down. Let's wow. just leave it at that. There you go. Shout out Opelika High School. Y'all know what it is. <laughs> Chaperones were afraid to chaperone. That's how uh, we got down. Oh, man. That's how we got down. I'm not allowed to legally talk about my dances. From yeah, high we're not talking wow. about. Boy. We can't tell that story on Boy air. John team. Travolta. <laughs> the principal called him John oh, Travolta man. for what he did during the. We can't get into it. Yeah. Maybe that's like in the R-rated version of the J Boy show. <laughs> that's a J Boy after dark for sure. It's a it's a story that is hilarious. But equally horrifying yeah, and embarrassing. Time, uh, what sure. is the Booster Club saying before we get to Josh Pate? We have another do- donation. Oh, Lord. I haven't heard from this guy in a while. It's a five dollar dono from Garth. Garth, Garth Vader. He says, "Jay Boy, you were explaining that was funny. I enjoyed Appreciate that. it. Explain the transfer portal rules. Uh, where if you lost five, you can get five. Can you try to try to find out the total number of scholarships next year? Okay. Well, we had Ross Dellinger on yesterday yes. and talked about this. So they changed it from twenty five, where you can only intake twenty five scholarship guys a year, to thirty two. I believe was the number that Ross said, and I think it's yeah, seven, seven transfers. Seven, yep. So are they so they're adding seven to it to try and balance out the outtake intake, which is a big deal. Like it, it's a housekeeping thing, it's an administrative and organizational thing. Mm-hmm. We're not going to talk about it in the locker room, but we're going to talk about it in the staff meeting. And I want our audience to be informed on that. So when you're like, wait a minute, uh, how are we signing more people this year than we were able to last year? Well, they increased the limit, which they should have when you let as many people leave as humanly possible with no penalty. Uh, it's outtake intake, supply and demand, pretty yeah, pretty so- standard. Stuff. If you had 10 transferred, you, you could only have a deficit of three, potentially, if you yes. got your seven transfers and your 25 scholarship yes. freshmen, right? That's yeah. exactly 100% correct. Yeah. What we else got a question here from uh, Nate Kitchens, and he asked, no, the kitchen's do, you, on fire. do you feel like the committee is propping up other teams to get a two-loss Bama in? I don't think it's that conspiratorical. Is that a word? God, that sounds like a word. Conspiratorial. Alexa? Man, no, that was close. <laughs> Conspiratorial. It's a good word. I'm going to put that one in the the word piggy, the mind piggy bank. Look, I don't think it's that deep, but here's what I'll tell you. If it comes down to two lost teams or a two lost team gets in, you can bet your bottom dollar it's going to be Bama. I can promise you that. When it comes down to it and you have five two lost teams in the room, Bama's getting in. To quote Little Orphan Annie, you can bet your bottom dollar on that. She was a theologian. Went from yes, there was a Drake meat meal to Pokemon to Little Orphan Annie. Yeah, Shot. we're yeah, we're, we're starting we're it. Yeah, we really I started are, it with Michael Caine. You so. did. You did. We got a question here from Kyle Kennedy. What's up, Cal? He says, "Do you think the question comes up <laughs> when comparing?" Hold on, hold on. What did you just say? South Park, Kyle. <laughs> yeah, what's up? Yeah. <laughs> now ask me the question. Right. You can't yeah. just do that and you then go into the question. You just did it about the committee. The question. Get to the question. But all right, we got a question here from Keanu Kennedy. Do you think the question comes up when comparing teams, if they switch schedules, what would their record be? Example, do they guess what Cincy's record would be if they had Bama schedule? If Cincy had Bama schedule. You know what? Can somebody – you got Alabama schedule right I there. I do. What Let's do you go want? do it from the start to the finish. I'm going to tell you win-loss if Cincinnati was playing Bama Miami schedule. Miami neutral site. 
with the Eric King. Yep. Loss. You think Miami beat Cincinnati? Or, first, first game week? of the year. First game of the year. All healthy with the Eric King. Yes. Wow. Mercer. Win. Florida at Florida. Loss. Southern Miss at home. Win. Ole Miss at home. Loss. At A and M. Loss. At Mississippi State. I mean, loss. Tennessee at home. Loss. LSU at home. Give New Mexico State. Win. New Mexico State. Win. Arkansas. Where's it at? At home. Just for the hell of it, I'll give them one. How at, about that? At Jordan here. Loss. I I'm telling I you guys. I wasn't counting. Listen, but here's what's going to happen. Here's I'm going to tell you guys what's going to happen. Okay? Cincinnati will lose a regular season game. And when they do... Once the intro rolls for the J-Boy show and it kicks to me, I will be sitting here with a sign. And all the sign will say is, cool story, bro. That's what it'll say. Because you know what? It's a cool story. Who they, They're beating Arkansas. They're beating ten, Tennessee. Tennessee would score 50 points on them right now. They'd score 50 on them. Yeah, I've said this before. And, I just, I, I, look, I have nothing in Cincinnati, and I, I, I hope have they, praised I hope Luke they, Fickle. I Earlier in the year, I was praising game. Luke yeah, Fickle. Yeah, you did, and you called the Notre Dame win. Yeah. You yes. said they'd go win yes. at Notre Dame. Yes. yes. To me, it's just like, God, this isn't a cool story because they're going to Notre Dame their way into the playoffs. Like Notre this, Daming is a verb now. We can use it as a verb gonna, now. Like, we can use it, it, it as a verb now. every year. It's always a team, and so usually Notre Dame, but it's not a cool story because you're winning games You're Cincinnati. Well, it's well, just not a cool story because well, you're going to Notre Dame your way into the playoffs. I, to me, I think l- – l- let me explain. By cool story, I mean it is a – it's a fun narrative to follow because it's something new. But it's just like when you look on these shows and people think just because they scream or yell means they're right. Just because yeah. it's a cool narrative doesn't mean you're one of the best teams in the country. There's a lot of cool narratives out there in everything. But if we approached everything else in life the way we're doing it with Cincinnati right now, we'd be in trouble. Because guess what? If Walmart fought Target or if Walmart fought, I don't know, a run-of-the-mill, middle-tier grocery chain. If Walmart fought Dollar General, Walmart would bury them. they so, bury them. So what do you think about those people who are using Alabama as a verb on the other end, which is like you alabama your way in with multiple losses. We know you play in a tough division, when has still yeah, lost. When happened. has Alabama multiple lost their way, way in? Like, and that argument well, the me. only one was the, the year that they, I think, Auburn beat them. They didn't go to the SEC championship. Auburn went and lost to 2017. Georgia. That was a right. one loss, Bama. 2017. Team, yeah, and Bama got in and won. And that's the year UFC, or, uh, UC, UCF, yeah, UCF Auburn, yeah. claims national championship. Yeah. And clearly Alabama was the best team in the country. Yeah. We, we wanted them in there, right? But yes. I'm saying, what do you say to those people who are like, listen, they had their shot. I know they play in a tough division. They played the games and they lost. They didn't even go to their conference championship. Mm-hmm. And you should have someone else be in. To me, this is where you get into the minutia and you get into the finite issues. One loss, we have got, we have got to stop treating every loss the same. Mm-hmm. We've got to stop doing that. It's just common knowledge that the SEC conference is better than the American. Mm-hmm. Okay, that is common run-of-the-mill knowledge. If you don't believe that, if you don't believe that, then you probably still believe in the Tooth Fairy and Santa Claus. Honestly, if you really believe that the American and the Southeastern Conference are on equal playing are on equal footing, you're out of your mind. 
So when we're sitting here comparing a, 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 a tight win over Tulsa and then a tight win over LSU, those are not comparable things. Those are That's legitimately apples and oranges, but still in the fruit section. How about we pick some apples and apples or oranges and oranges? Yeah. We've got, that's something we've got to get away from because guess what? Everybody loves the underdog. Everybody loves the underdog story. Average Joe's, one of my, one of my favorite underdog stories of all time in the movie Dodgeball. And we know that's true. A, that, that really that actually really happened. happened. Listen, yeah. true story. That really, really happened. actually happened. But we can't let our love of the underdog cloud Cloudy. our judgment for what is the right answer. You cannot look at me. If you think that the number three is a cool story, it's a cool story. That, oh, the number three, man, what a cool number. That still doesn't mean that two plus three equals four. That's not how that works. So we have to stop going the roundabout way of explaining things and use common sense, mix that with the analytics, mix that with the eye test, and then have a big dose of common sense. And that's where people get upset. They get upset at at what you think is common knowledge to say, oh, well, Alabama should be in and Cincinnati shouldn't be. Wait a minute. That's not common knowledge. It is if you've watched the games. It is if you understand that the difference in the level of play when you go from the American Conference and then to the SEC, look at the draft, people. These NFL guys aren't like, you know what? Draft them from the SEC because that's what they said to do. That's (laughs) not. They look at the film, they watch, and they're like, this guy is going to have a better chance to be a better pro than this guy. Women lie, men lie. Numbers don't lie. And for the people who are really upset with the committee, please just remember back to the BCS and the pre-BCS system. Ugh. This is so much better. Well, it's like when Tim Brandon was like, you know, well, back when, you know, the AP no. newspaper used to, I would lose my multiple champions. No. Ew. Can't do it. Ew. This is mean? so much better. We're not giving trophies out to everybody. Yeah, this isn't, yeah, th- look. This isn't participation this isn't a, this isn't a PTA meeting. All right. We're not telling everybody how great their kid is, but also how they can get a little bit better. That's not what our job is. That's not it. But again, it's something different because what do people like? They like something new, fresh, different. That's just that's how people are built. So all of a sudden, Cincinnati, let's go to bat for him. I'm not even going to get and I and we just had Coach Trailer on into the UTSA uh, argument. I'm not because it's not an argument. It's not an argument. Who's a more stronger country, us or Norway? What, what, you know, what? Yeah. I can't argue that. I can't argue that. It's like comparing the USA soccer team versus, you know, the Germans. Yeah. Yeah. Legitimately. It's just not the same. You sleeping on the soccer team, bro? Don't get me started on them. Sleeping on I'm with Alexi Lawless on them. (laughs) Start playing better. Shut up and play better. (laughs) How are we not better? Yeah. You know what I always thought would be hilarious? I don't want to digress too much. We're going to get Josh Pett in here. But what if in the Olympics... They had football, oh, like as a I sport. But like, you think of soccer. They're like, all right, we get our our guys from the USA team, girls from USA team, and the girls have had a lot more success than the guys. But we get our guys team, and we have to go play. You know, like Germany, where like that's what they do. That's legitimately their football. That's yeah. what they call it. Imagine if it was like the United States versus like I don't know Sweden. South Korea. <laughs> Sweden In football. Yeah, they're In like American hey. football. They're like, hey, we got Lamar Jackson at quarterback. <laughs> there is not a person in South Korea that could tackle Lamar Jackson. They wouldn't allow it. They wouldn't they allow, it. allow it. It'd be too much. What would the score be if the USA oh. put in all like the dream team in basketball? <laughs> if they put the dream team together, do, do, do let, no, ask the Booster Club. This. Do numbers go that high? What would the score be? Go that high. What would the score in a four-quarter, fifteen-minute quarter game if the United States had an Olympic football team that they juiced up? I take I'm trying. They're, 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 they're trying. trying. I take yeah. the over. Oh, 
Oh, can you imagine? <laughs> like in the second round, we've got America playing, you know, ugh, who, anybody. Europe. They'd yeah. have to just put together a team in Europe, and they'd get destroyed. But, see, that's how I feel about our soccer team. They're all about soccer. That's what they do. That's their football. Yeah. Yeah. That's their national pastime. Then they play us, and we're just like, yeah, but – the Ravens play Sunday, though. <laughs> They're like, y'all won, but the playoff rankings get released on Tuesday. I've always thought that'd be hilarious. Like, when Ray Lewis, Lewis was playing, just like Ray Lewis at Mike for some poor spirit from, like, Norway's team. No, I'm telling you, it'd be price. price. You're like, we got Marty Hootenheim. I want to Jalen Ramsey talk shit oh. from guys from Sweden. Oh, you know gosh. You talk about press? You talk about press? Talk about pressing? They put him in jail for what he'd do to pressing those Norway receivers. So like, hey, we're going to bring our fourth-string quarterback in, Matthew Stafford. Come on, yeah, Matt. Matt Stafford. That. He's all right. Get in the garbage. He's all right. Time. Hey, tell Aaron to get warmed up. Yeah. We're going to put our backups in, who are way better than anybody you ever have. But all right. Uh, go ahead, Blaine. What do yeah, we got we real quick? Yeah, $4.99 donation. <laughs> From Dakota Faulkner, he says, Jake, my brother and I were just saying this morning we needed a little J-Boy Josh Pate conversation, the two best shows in business. Tell him I said that. Hey, much love, Dakota, south or north. Much love out in the Dakotas. But, no, we appreciate it, brother. And on that note, Dakota, you just segued in Josh Pate. Let's bring him in. All right, everybody, excited to welcome from Late Kick 247 Sports, Mr. Josh Pate, uh, one of my favorite guests to have on here. Josh, what's up, man? Sounds like there are a lot of kids in the background. That's what it sounds like. That's what's up. Yeah, I, I just wonder. I, I feel like uh, Adam Sandler and Billy Madison, when they go on the field trip, There's just I'm just surrounded by kids, and I'm just waiting for Chris Farley to start eating all their sack lunches. But that's for another time. I don't know how one man can eat 12 or 25 sack lunches. Uh, but speaking about sack lunches, the committee – uh, is kind of getting uh, a little bit a little bit of heat this morning for a couple reasons, and I don't think they did too bad. But just off the rip, Josh, what were your thoughts on the playoff rankings that came out last night? Well, I didn't really. <laughs> this sounds very. This sounds like the guy who wants to pretend like he doesn't care. But I really didn't have <laughs> many thoughts on it. I know that there were some people, obviously, that focused on the Michigan Michigan State stuff. Mm-hmm. And for, for my taste, I would still rather see Michigan State above Michigan. Look, here's my thought, and it's overarching. It's been several weeks long now. I used to be someone at the outset of this, when it was 2014, 2015, I was very concerned about us going to a committee-based model. I didn't care about going to a playoff. I was concerned about going to the committee-based model. And my thought there was I didn't think these people were going to be either equipped or willing to use the proper criteria. Well, here's where we've gotten to. We've actually gotten so far down the road of them using the proper criteria that I think we're actually circumventing competition and what should matter more. I used to be and have always been a guy who believes in the power rating model. I believe in having a Vegas flavor and an odds making flavor into how we perceive teams. You cannot go off schedule. You cannot merely go off the kind of metrics you go off of in pro Mm -hmm. sports. But now we've gotten so far down that road but I think sometimes we got folks overthinking the very room that they built. And if you're looking at me, and I was in East Lansing a couple of weeks ago and watched the game where a 30-14 to 14 lead was blown, and you're telling me, well, that actual competition and result on the field, oh, sure, it matters, but I've got a set of numbers over here that matter more. Look, I'm mm-hmm. all about those numbers, man, but it, there's a reason why you put the helmet on and you go hit people and you catch the ball and you run the ball. It's because that's what the sport is. The sport's not played on a calculator. 
I, I agree 100%. I think it should be, an, and I keep using this word, it's the third time I've used this word this week, an amalgamation of everything. But at the end of the day, what happens on the field does matter. I don't know how, and you talk about criteria, and we can use this criteria and that criteria. I'm having a hard time finding the relationship between a criteria that rewards Oregon for beating Ohio State on the field, yet doesn't reward Michigan State, even though they're coming off a loss, for beating Michigan on the field. I I don't understand how there is any sort of baseline or any sort of parameter that we can follow in any criteria right now. I'm an eye test guy. I think that's a big part of it. Head-to-head to to me is the ultimate tiebreaker and it seems like in every tiebreaker situation in the history of the world, when everything is even or as close to even as possible, which it will never be even, when we look at the college football playoff rankings uh in my opinion head to head is is always the default that's what we default to and and when you say going down the rabbit hole to me josh i do think that we get a little too analytical and take what's happening off the field anytime in my opinion that you put utsa and alabama in the same tier in anything or we're debating whether a, a loss to lsu is better than a loss to a three and six tulsa team I think we've we've jumped the shark, or, or as you said, I, I guess overbooked our own room. My question to you, Josh, and this is something we talked about in the monologue, and me and Conor on opposite sides, do we just need to hold an official ranking until the end of the season? We can have our top 12 at the J-Boy Show. You can have your polls. People can have their other polls. But in my opinion, do you, or, or in your opinion, do you think we should wait until the end of the season or the regular season or even later in the season to release some sort of official ranking? Well, I'm not sure what it accomplishes if you're still using the same metrics, data, criteria, process. I'm not really sure that that saves anything more than hot air because that's really what happens is you generate a lot of talk and then people do exactly what we're doing now. You talk about it. But if you're arriving at the same destination process-wise, I'm not sure what it hinders or helps. Like, I've thought about that. And I've thought about how crazy that last weekend would feel because you'd have some things that you think and you'd be guessing what that committee's doing, but you yeah. really wouldn't know until the very end of the line. I just don't know that it would accomplish much of anything unless we're going down a different road. And that road is suggesting that when that committee puts stuff out right now, they are then impacted and their decisions are therefore impacted by the response and reaction they get. If that's the case, then you've, number one, you've, you've diluted the whole sample size to begin with and you've kind of poisoned the process to begin with. Outside of that, I don't really see that there'd be a I don't see that that'd be a big benefit or hindrance by doing it that way. Yeah, I, I think, you know, my argument was I think dissent moves the conversation forward. We we won't re, re-litigate what we had in the monologue there. But, uh, Josh, we talk about criteria, and you talk about an all-power, all-encompassing ranking. What is the perfect formula, in your opinion, in Josh Pate's opinion, to find the best four? And I will say, uh, even with all this back and forth and, and this, that, and the other we see in the space, I think the committee's gotten the final four right most of the time. I've never disagreed with them a single time. What are we, seven years in now? I've never disagreed with the outcome that we got. Um, Although I've seen some merit in some ways, like the year Ohio State was in over Penn State, I get why that rubs people the wrong way. I still think they made the right decision there. Uh, My perfect model would have to be drawn out on a grease board over about two hours, but it essentially boils down to – identifying critical factors the same way that you would use them in a model to generate a future leaning point spread. But I want a good, healthy blend of power and merit. Power rating, if we just go by that, I've got Michigan 10 spots higher than I do Michigan State Mm -hmm. today. But I can't just go off power. I can't just go off numbers. I've also got to blend merit in there. Look, 
People talk about eyeball test a lot. To me, there is room for the eyeball test. To me, eyeball test is just common football sense. It is common football sense that a one-loss Alabama is better than an undefeated UTSA. That's common yes. football sense. That's yes. where eyeball test has a place in this conversation. But when the teams are reasonably comparable, like Michigan and Michigan State, mm -hmm. I don't even care about my own eyeball test, dude. It's I don't even care about that. If they've, if they've played, I don't even care what I think. I'm with you 100%. And so that's where I start to... That's where I start to put that model together if I ran things. Josh, how about me and you just build a machine? You want to just weird science this thing? You want to just build a machine that's like half and half and we can just figure it out? Because at this point, you say it's common football sense, yes, to not say that UTSA and Alabama are in the same sphere or that they're comparable. But yet we see, and, and this was you know, kind of the other side of the argument earlier, people that are comparing them and putting them in the same tier. But you know, moving on, Josh, I, I do want to ask you, when you're when you're looking at at this Cincinnati team, and I don't want to beat this horse to death, even though it, it died a long time ago. When you're looking at this Cincinnati team, play USF, still got to play East Carolina, you still got to play SMU and Houston. It's looking like in the American Championship, they don't have divisions, but the top two teams play. Is this Cincinnati team a top four team in your opinion? Uh, power rating wise, they're not. I think they have an outside shot. Their problem is they've totally maxed out what they themselves can accomplish. Uh, which just means they need people to lose. I mean, that's what they need. And that's always been what they were going to need. But look, I know as I know as much as people out there on one side of the fence want to argue that this is unfair and, you know, Cincinnati, they're undefeated. There's nothing more they can do. It's not their fault. All that's true, but it, we're not playing tennis. It's not an individual sport. It, yeah. We're not in a vacuum. Because just as much as you could tell me, well, Cincinnati's done everything that they can do. It's not their kids fault it's not their coaches fault that they just played their schedule that's true but it's not michigan's fault either it's not alabama's fault either and i know to me <laughs> this goes this goes way back and no one ever wants to address this with me or at least most people don't the big fallacy in this whole thing is to pretend that everyone's playing at the same level to me exactly the entire right. phrase fbs level those two words should not coincide there is no level in which 130 teams exist on an equal plane that doesn't exist but no one ever wants to broach the idea of creating a g5 playoff they, they don't want to do that but then they want to get bent out of shape when some committee dares to tell you hey i think a one loss bama may be better than an undefeated cincinnati so the answer really to this whole problem if you want to call it that lies in going down another road that apparently not enough people want to go down so you, you advocate for a, a G5 playoff that is separate from the Power 5 playoff that also crowns a national champion per se? Absolutely. The same way that we have a AAA Baseball World Series separate from a Major League Baseball World Series. To me, actually, I'll tell you this. To me, there's a bigger gap between I don't the think top you're wrong. of Power 5 <laughs> and, the, and the bottom of G5. I don't there's think a you're bigger wrong. gap there than there is between the Cincinnati Reds and the AAA affiliate. I, look, I, Josh, I'm with you 100% on that, and a lot of people don't realize a lot of it's up front, too. That's really where about 75% of it is. There's a lot of skill players in the Sun Belt and the American and, and some even in the Big Sky that could go play at the Power 5 level. You see transfers all the time, I mean, up and down, but it's up front and it's the depth up front. My last question for you, Josh, speaking of gaps... How big is the gap, in your opinion, I've talked about this a ton, between Georgia and everybody else? Uh, point spread-wise, I've got it at about a field goal between them and Ohio State and Bama. Uh, realistically, I think what I'm asking myself, 
is when those teams play each other, how wide would the gap be? Because if they played this Saturday, that'd be one thing, but they don't. there's no way they play this Saturday. Mm-hmm. What I think about Georgia is we've seen their best football. I believe they are peaking. They are playing their best football. I don't believe we've seen it from Bama and or Ohio State. And so it's like Clemson in the past. There have been Clemson teams sitting there losing to Pitt that go on to beat Bama in the title game. Well, if Bama played them right after they beat Pitt, I'd feel one way. It's just Dabo Swinney knew how to peak at the right time. To me, the great unknown in the rest of this football season, I can really fit three teams in here. Do Oklahoma, Ohio State, and or Alabama have a different gear? If they do, they can beat Georgia. If they don't, this is Georgia's championship. Yeah, well, it, to me, the biggest difference is right now, and I know Georgia's offense isn't exactly, you know, Elon Musk electric, but they're playing complimentary football. That's been Alabama's biggest problem. One side of the ball is playing well in one game, and the other one struggles. Oklahoma's the same way, even though I lo- love uh, Caleb Williams and C.J. Stroud, as a young quarterback does, a little bit inconsistent, especially in the bigger games. Uh, but, no, I look, in, in a one-off game, if you play well, Oklahoma's got the athletes that can run. Ohio State's got the athletes that, that can run, and so can Bama. Just look at recruiting. But, uh, Josh, always appreciate you hopping on my friend doing a great job over there at late kick uh, on late kick I think maybe a better way to put that uh, 247 sports over there great YouTube channel Josh I always appreciate it brother alright man appreciate it hey I do gotta ask you hold on before you go before you go craziest environment yep. you've been in all season um, it's probably Penn State uh, but man that Cotton Bowl was, was pretty wild with OU Texas too yeah no it seems like a pretty good time Josh appreciate it brother all right, man. Hey, next year, I want to go on the, the campus tour like Pate's going on. You know, he goes to one each week. You know, I know we're going to the SEC championship doing that. We need to start doing that next week. We may unveil that hmm. soon. Just take it. Just How cool would that be? Just get like a – we got the ability to go remote. We got to – we get a, just a, a sick van, tour bus. You could really just roll and try and roll and stone this thing. Why not? Yeah, I'm with the bus. Stay away from You're the van. You're with the bus? You're with the yeah. bus? I'm with the bus, too. Damn. The Thanks. Mus bus, not the Gus bus. Here, here come, Off here, the Gus bus. Here come the Jane boys in the van. Yeah, here he comes like hey, the guys. mystery machine. Where's some mysteries? Would have got away with it if it went from metal in Cincinnati either. <laughs> but what do y'all think about the Group of Five playoff? Real quick, I, I'm just I see I see what he's saying. I see what he's saying. But when you expand the playoff, I think you're helping the Group of Five a little bit as well. You know, you see a UTSA slide in there if it was a 12 team playoff, which is a totally different argument than what we're having now. I just think if if we're going to have a Group of Five playoff. You're basically nixing any chance for the top-level group of five team to break into what should be an eight to twelve team playoff to be able to try and break that glass. Well, ceiling. some of those teams are moving to Power Five conferences a anyway, like are. Cincinnati. Yeah. I mean, I come from a, you know a college a town in Statesboro where it was fun to watch Georgia which Southern means, win the one double A championship. Right? Yep. Which means like teams like Sam Houston and James Madison will move up. James Madison has already announced Sunbelt, right? Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, Sunbelt. Yep. You saw where in, uh, Middle Tennessee decided they wanted to stay in Conference USA, too, mm-hmm. which I thought was, was a big move because that takes, I'm forgetting the other team that was going to leave with them, but the conference they were going to said they would take both of them, not one of them. So gotcha. I think that kind of nixed Mar- uh, another move. Mar- Marshall, was maybe? It Marshall? Was it Marshall? I don't know. Marshall's going to the Sunbelt, right? Yeah, that's yeah. right. Yeah. Maybe it was. Maybe it was. But I feel like a 12-team playoff just fixes that. Yeah, like, yeah. You, you I, think, that, I so. think that adds some some comfort to it. You know, I think it adds some comfort to it for the group of five. But I'm going to get to the Boots Club in a second. Okay. We have odds on who wants who's going to make the playoff. Ooh. And I want to get to these from Let's FanDuel. See. Cone's going to throw the graphic up there. Let's get graphic, Cone. Okay. Let's get really graphic. 
All right, what underdog has the best chance to make the playoff? Because if you look at these numbers, yeah. here, here we go. Here we go. So you've got for audio, you've got Georgia minus twenty four hundred to make the college football playoff, not win the Natty, but make the college football playoff. Georgia's minus twenty four hundred. Ohio State is minus one eighty. Oklahoma is minus one seventy five. Alabama is minus one ten. Those are the teams that are in the in the minus the 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 teams that are expected. The underdogs to make it: Oregon plus two twenty five. Cincinnati plus 350, Michigan plus 350, Michigan State plus 1180. I don't think it'd be a bad idea to sprinkle a little bit on there. But out of all these teams, if I had to pick one of these teams of the the four to make it, I think Oregon is the one I'd pick. I think that's why they're the first plus number to make it in because I think even though they lost for Dell Jr., if they survive Utah – They'll survive the Pac-12 championship, and that one loss will get them in. Now, when we're looking at this, understand that the odds makers are telling you, at least in my opinion, how good they think each conference is. Georgia's a moot point because they're undefeated. We all feel like they're the number one team in the country. And they have to lose twice. And they have to lose twice. Ohio State, being at minus 180, tells you that they think Ohio State has the best chance out of Ohio State and Oregon and Michigan and Michigan State to win out in the Big Ten and win the Big Ten championship, which to me to me was surprising. I thought you would see Oregon where Ohio State is because they play into the Pac-12. I think it also tells you how much more the committee favors Ohio State than they do Oregon, yet Oregon, as they should be, is the number three seed and Ohio State is the four. These are backwards to where they have the rankings. If you really look outside of Georgia, they're kind of backwards. And then you look at them, how much they respect the Big 12. It's obviously not a lot because they have Oklahoma, who has to win out, in my opinion, to get in, winning out right underneath Ohio State. And then they're, they're telling you that they think there is a lot better chance of Ohio State and Oklahoma winning out than there is of Alabama beating Georgia. So a lot to digest here. If I had to pick one of the underdogs, give me Oregon plus 225 for the simple point that they play in the Pac-12. Yeah. And keep in mind, it's not the CFP who's, you know, it's not the committee. No, These no, 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 no. That's what I'm saying. It's going, it's going in a different, mm-hmm. different path to where the rankings are. But this makes sense to me. I don't think they're super far off. Now, no. I think Oklahoma's going to lose a game. I think we all think Oklahoma's going to lose a game. You don't. Blaine no. doesn't. Had they ranked it like this, had they ranked it like this, everyone would have had even, even a bigger problem than how they ranked it yesterday, right? Oh, I agree 100%. For sure. So, I mean, and again, these aren't their rankings or their odds, but still, that's why they know they can't go out on a limb yet and say, we think this is what's going to happen throughout the season. Out of these underdogs, Blaine, who would you pick? Cincinnati. Out of all of, out of all of them, yeah, yeah. Who'd you pick? Uh, I would agree with you with Oregon, but I think the best bet based off these odds is to Michigan. put a little bit of money on Michigan State. Why not? Plus eleven eighty. Why not? I mean, uh, why man, not? Why know, not? We see, we see where the narrative is going. Hold on. A second. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it, my, my biggest thing when I'm looking and and I'm trying to decide where to put money on. You have to weigh what's the most likely outcome with what is the best bet. I yes. think that is yes. the, that is the, that's the happy medium. To me, that's where Oregon fits in. I yeah. think you get your plus two twenty five. You get your money off of it, and there's a reasonable chance of that happening. That Utah game worries me though, and we've been talking about that since they beat Ohio State. We've been yeah. talking about that Oregon Utah game since they beat Ohio State, and then you lose for Dell. Yeah, what I was saying about Cincinnati, we see the narrative and where they want Cincinnati to be. You turn on ESPN, game day was at Cincinnati. They want Cincinnati in. Oh, for They yes. want Cincinnati yes. in. You can tell. You can yeah. feel it. You can see yep. it. And just look at Cincinnati's rest of the schedule. It's nobody. Shoot. I don't, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. SMU. I don't know. Okay, SMU. East Carolina at East Carolina. SMU where Cincinnati will be favored. 
in the SMU game. Sure. Right? A Houston, at home. A Houston game, but they'll probably be favored. I'm telling right? No, I understand no, I understand. If what they you're play like they've been sure. playing, Blaine. For sure. If they play like they've been playing, I'm they may saying, lose two or three. Do you feel better if Cincinnati made the playoff having beaten uh, East Carolina on the road, South Florida on the road, SMU at home, and Houston. At least you could feel better about it. You would feel it, better about it. Right? I'm telling you, that's not bit. how it's about to go down. Okay. okay. All right. They're playing terrible and still beating these teams. So if they start playing well, good, so it's not going to be close. So, so is Oklahoma. Let's still bet on it. Blaine? What do you want? Whoa, whoa, no whoa, hot whoa, wings. Whoa. By the way, Cone said he tasted a few drops of the hot sauce he oh, gave to Blaine. I gave you. I gave him a hug. And he instantly gave up. I had some of the ghost pepper. I had some of the ghost pepper on the quesadilla last night. Blaine said, was, Blaine said it sorry. ruined my weekend. I was fighting. I was fighting demons for a week. <laughs> <laughs> he was like Emily Rose. I was like, was like, was like Keanu week. Reeves in that one movie. Where yeah, he, he was like, having a in Constantine. He said Blaine was having to stare cats in the eyes. That's never fun to try and figure out. You want to make a bet? What do you want to make a bet on this? Cincinnati goes undefeated, or you think? Well, I'm saying that. I think Cincinnati loses a game. I think they lose a game. You're saying you don't think they will. No, I don't. Okay. Well, let's put let's let's do it then. What do you want to bet? You want to sit in the big boy chair no. for a show? No, I like my chair. Here? I like my chair. You want to sit in? You want to sit in the chair? No. So I already, le- already learned Santa wasn't real. What do you want, do you want to bet on? I'm pretty depressed <laughs> to be honest. <laughs> what do you want to bet on it? What do you want to bet? You want to eat something? This is tough. Do you want? Well, what what do you? Well, want? you brought it up, so I feel like what do you want to bet? How about this? How about if I, if Cincinnati loses a game regular season or to Houston in the conference championship, you, you, I'm trying to think of the best thing here. You have to, you have to, here we go. You have to drink during the show, throughout the show. Listen, listen, listen. You have to drink a whole thing of Wickles pickles juice. During the show, no. Why not? That's not so much better. Much. I drink the juice anyway. You won't drink a whole thing of pickle juice. No, I won't. Unless what I'm going to go play f- a football game. Yeah, or well, you might. There's a football field right well, to your I'm left. Just throw it that. to the booster club. Yeah, yeah where's the booster club? Yeah, booster club. We'll let them it yeah, that's fine. Yeah, but it's always it's going to be worse what they come up with. Drinking or something well, like that. I don't want to hit you with a spiked baseball bat like Negan from Walking Dead. I'd rather get pushed in the trash can and get hit. Well, guess what? There it is. Guess what? We dumped Blaine in the trash can. That was funny. Though. We get to dump Blaine in the trash can. If he loses, there you go. He said it himself. Deal, deal. Uh, this is like deal? I've never the been with more cool with losing a bet. The deal's done. One. So you get to dump me in a tra- empty we, trash can. That's fine. Deal. Same goes for you. Oh, that's fine. <laughs> oh god, that's fine. God, I can't wait to watch you lose another one. All right, so it's time to get to our picks. I told you the Mac last night declared war on us. Guys, and you know what? And guess what? And guess what? Guess what? We accept. It we accept. War on me. And hey, what, before we get into the picks, one thing, Garth, I did see your donation earlier. It did click off our screen, so I appreciate I appreciate your donation. Guys. And if you come back next show, ask the question, we'll get it out for sure. All right. So oh, man. you want Here war in action? You want war? You're gonna get it tonight. Here's what I got. <clears throat> Give me Central Michigan, the Chippewas minus two and a half at home. Mm. Come through for me. Pimpleton. Pimpleton. Yeah. <laughs> after what you did to my brother. Western Bo- Michigan. Bowling Green, team. plus 10 and a half. Oh, Scott Leflow. Don't get thrown Scotty out. L. Toledo at home. Bowling Green. You want to talk about a team that's overachieved? Bowling Green's overachieved, man. Coming into the year, they played Tennessee tough at the beginning of the year, and Tennessee didn't cover. Scotty Give me Bowling L, Green, plus 10 and a half. Just play good. Northern Illinois. Plus two and a half oh, at no. home. We're overlapping again. This is a recipe for no, disaster. No, it's not, Cone. Believe you in think it. So? 
believe in it. Man, after last night, the spirit was broken. So, <laughs> let me just recap. My spirit was awoken. Because we've been dominating. Ride off we've been dominating Let's ride on that Saturdays. But, but what they did to us last night is unforgivable. I already wrote a letter to us. I already, I already wrote a letter to the commissioner. So Central Michigan minus two and a half. Bowling Green plus ten and a half. Northern Illinois plus two and a half. Lane Kiffin. <laughs> what do you got? Go I'm ahead. Dis- I'm disgusted. Go ahead, buddy. Chuck, get your frustrations I'm just out. Disgusted with betting these games. I'm disgusted. The Mac games. Blaine hates betting just, Mac games because. <laughs> Down is up, left is right. Like it, it just it doesn't make sense. There's nothing you can go find these games and go and strategize these games because trust me, I'm turning over every rock. I every gotta listen to this from Blaine. Blaine's got every on the ground. Listen to every from Blaine. Every little thing I'm diving and I'm finding. Is the Mac the disturbance in the force? I think it is, guys. Have we have we pinpointed I think it is because there's one no, disturbance. There's no there's no pattern. There's no str- strategical thing behind it. You just watch it, and they're just out there running around. That really is true. <laughs> really they're just really out there is. running around. So you know what I'm never going to do again in a matching game? You know what I'm going to do, Cone? I'm never going to take an under again. Okay. I couldn't believe you did that. I took the well, under yesterday, and of course. Well, I took the right? over well, yesterday. Of course. I took the under, and guess what? Well, hey, not one kick return, guys. Two. Not one. What one? Blaine. So, poor Blaine. What the Max special teams have done to him. Pimbleton. Put him on Front Street last week with two punt returns, including an absolute spinal cord disintegrator right before halftime, 90-yard touchdown return, to score 35 points at half when he had the under 34 and a half. And then last night, we have dueling kickoff returns for touchdowns. Akron runs one back. Western Michigan runs one back. And the overhit. Just disgusting and then, stuff. Not, don't stop there. Let's go to the other bet. Oh. Let's go to the Buffalo TTP 23 and a half. Oh. And guess what happens in the second quarter of the game? Starting quarterback gets hurt. Van Treese. The starting quarterback. And at that point, Buffalo was literally had a little playbook that says, hike it and run right. Yeah, they put the backup quarterback in. It was like snap, run right. But anyways, look, but today's the day we get back on track with the Mac. You get back on track. The Mac, yeah. You've been pretty hot on the Mac. You were like 75% last week. Oh, and two last night. I mean, we were just got I think Blaine's getting paid. If the Mac Mac is the only problem I have, then good stuff's happening, boys. I promise that. I've been in the negative one week out of the season. Did you say your pick yet? Huh? No. Cone? Would you get to hey, your you pick? you just sit there and watch, be, watch, watch perfection. Would you, yeah, you, you watch Cone, perfection. If you had to be in the house and listen and watch what has happened to this man over early in the week, the past two weeks. There's only I've one known thing. Him, I've known him his whole life. There are no good beats. I've, there's I've, only one thing that's been worse than this last week of betting action and yesterday. I have a feeling I know what's yeah. coming here. And it's called eating the hottest wings ever to be invented. <laughs> Because you're a sorceress. Okay, so you're forfeiting your pick tonight. No, I'm not. Okay. All right, this what is what I'm got? taking. <laughs> I'm taking the over. Wow. In the Toledo Bowling Green game, it's 49 and a half. Right? <sighs> it's 49 and a half. Right? So I will feel so much better if I lose this, lose this bet with an under. So I'm taking that. And why not double up, Crane? Why not? Double it up. Right? Suburban so I'm taking bowl. the over Can't in the first half and 25 and a half. You go, to, you go to your parents' room and you lift that mattress up. <laughs> and you grab that $20. <laughs> You grab that $20, and you meet me here in the arena to watch the action over him. Blaine's going to fight a bear. Oh, that's priceless, Dewey. man. Dewey. All right. Hey, this is my, this is my son friend. <laughs> last night, man, not a good strategy. We were doubling up. We all went down, but not tonight. 
okay? Scotty Leffler was my quarterback coach at Michigan. You know he's going to dial up tonight. A little warfare. speed break Detroit right side, 300 box Y stick H through a 54X slush. He has a 10 and a half point head start. Let's cover that, Scotty mm. L. Let's cover that. Bowling he's Green, 10 and a half at home. So Northern Illinois, plus two and a half. Let's go. At home. Let's go. You want to meet me in Roswell to watch the games? I'm going to differ with the last one. I want the Central Michigan. Yes, I'll meet you. <laughs> All right, Central cool. Michigan. I don't know, he just completely blew that off. Yeah, he did. He's like, oh, no, hell no. It's not going to be middle or something. This but no, let's. Time. Do you want to keep no, going? No, 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 Central Michigan. Gavel. Kit. Under 75 wow, and wow. a half. Oh, no. It's 75 and a half. And you know what? If it makes sense to take the over because they've been scoring a lot of points, yeah, then I'll definitely take, take the, the under. under. Whatever <laughs> makes sense, I don't care about. <laughs> 75 it. and a half hey, points. It's a lot, but but look, here's the thing. Kent with State the Mac, scored 45, 30. Kent State scored 31 points in the second quarter. You know, sometimes I you know what I you know what I think. That's I, already been said. I, I think I think sometimes like the guys in Vegas to find out like the point spreads for the Mac. It's like when Leonidas had to climb up the hill to talk to the Carnea or see if he could go to war during the Carnea. I think like the, the, the Vegas guys all get together and climb up a mountain to consult the yeah. Oracle on what's going to happen between <laughs> Central Michigan and Ohio. And I thought we were combating that with Blaine Patine. Well, listen, I feel like I'm fighting <laughs> Thanos every Tuesday. <laughs> <laughs> that doesn't make the J-Boy one-liners. Uh, yeah, for sure. Oh, for sure it will. But all right, Blaine, let's get to the Booster Club and let's leave here. All right, we got the question from Garth Cassidy, the donation earlier one. He says, is the max a maximum scholarship still 85, or with all these COVID years, did they make the max scholarship more? No, it's more? still 85. It's still 85. You can only have 85 on scholarship, but what they ch- what they changed was the intake rule, the amount you could take scholarship-wise per year. So it's still 85. You still got to get to that 85 number yeah. just because they added more guys for you to sign during the season. And, guys, that doesn't mean that everybody's going to sign 32 guys. Everybody's roster is different. The circumstances are different. You got to play with the numbers, but it's still at an 85 limit. Now there's just a higher limit on the amount you can take per year. So think about it as a job. If you were making $200,000 with this provision, you would still be making $200,000. Uh, they would just pay you, you know, more of it, I guess, per year. I don't know the best way to explain it, but. At the end of the day, you yep. get 85 scholarships, but you can sign 32 a year. Okay, I have a couple things here where we go back to the bet. So yeah, i got a couple of bet things here. All right. Um, uh, Eric says he has to drink a gallon of milk during the show. If it's 2%, I'm straight. That'll no, get killed. listen, don't do that. He's, get killed he loves milk. Don't yeah. bail him out, Eric. That'll get killed. All right. All right. Nate Kitchen says he has to get tackled by Jordan Davis. No. You, I don't want him to die. He's my no. brother. <laughs> yeah. So like Mr. Potato Head. All right. So, and this one is understandable. This is actually one of our challenges in uh, my fantasy league and a couple of my buddies' fantasy. It's a Waffle House challenge. 24 uh, hours in Waffle House with an hour taken off of each waffle eaten. God, that seems like a lot of work. There is a Waffle House right up the street, though, but that's not good enough. I, I want – I don't want pain. Jake just wants to see me burn. No, man. you know, I want something that – Will it hurt a little bit? Maybe, but not enough to leave a mark. You know, or I, I like dumping them in the trash can. It's very metaphorical to me. What? What else? Anything else? Look at him. This man said, "Put me in a Duncan booth. I'm gonna let you go swimming after you were wrong. You crazy as hell." Look, hold on. Like, you better get ready for it too. I'm not. Li- okay. Look, you better be the biggest SMU in Houston fan possible. Uh, and East Carolina and USF. You're sleeping on the Bulls. Yeah, listen to who are There's talk- not a Bull in South Florida. In the playoffs. Listen because to I don't who are talking made a about, about, about winning a team in the playoffs. UCF. Come on, man. They beat them. <laughs> We're good. Put them in there. 
No, I never said that. What are you talking not about? Not you. I'm just oh. saying, like, we're debating on whether or not to put this team in the playoff and look at the six teams we just railed off to whether they're going to win or not. Well, you know, at the end of the day, it is what it is, but you're going to lose the bet. Like, I, don't I don't think I am. Booster Cup needs to keep brainstorming. Eric, I like where you come from with the milk, but that's a bailout. I mean, this dude, I mean, he could be sponsored by Barbers, which, if you like milk, I love Barbers. You know, it's actually pretty good milk, especially the chocolate milk. Someone says I have to fight Nick Saban. No, man, I'm not. <laughs> what? You seen that coverage? I'm not doing that. Can we get him on? Can we get him on? Coach. Coach, get him on. Loser has to wear a helmet during the show for a week. That's actually hilarious, and we can do that. Put that one makes the finalist. Yeah, I like that, that. one. Ma- who 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 suggested that? Um, John Addison. John Addison, you dirty dog. But all right, great show, guys. Shout out to the Booster Club. Make sure you subscribe to the Volume YouTube channel. Hit the notification button. Hit the like button. Check out everything. I will tweet out the bets. Mac, we're coming for you, man. You want to declare war? You want to declare war? We accept. Not only do we accept, we declare war on you back. <laughs> How about that? We declare war on the Mac. And we're coming for you tonight. Could we be hanging out in Roswell as friends? Bet buddies? Who knows? Could happen. Go grab a cold soda? Maybe three? Who knows? Appreciate you guys as usual. Shout out. We got our Wickles Pickle of the Week tomorrow. And boy, do we have a good one. And I'm, I know this is free pub, but look, we've turned on a lot of people to Wickles, guys. If you like pickles and you haven't had Wickles, you really don't understand pickles. You know nothing about pickles. But now, but now... You go to at Wickles Pickles on Twitter, WicklesPickles.com. Get your life changed. Get your life changed. Pickle better. Pickle better. That's what we do here. All right. Appreciate you guys. And like Cincinnati's undefeated record over the next three weeks, somebody's beating them. We're going, going. Gone. The J-Boy Show is produced by David Cohn. Associate producer, Blaine Crane. Audio engineer, Faison Sharif. Executive producers, Jake Crane, Vince Thompson, Steve Chamberlain, and David Cohn. Voiceover announcer, Mark Aston. Please subscribe to The Volume on YouTube, where you can catch us live weekdays at 3 p.m. When the water cooler with the J-Boy Show. The Volume. Let me run this by my lawyer is a really helpful phrase to have in your back pocket. Legal Shield has been giving legal peace of mind for over 50 years. They connect you to a vetted law firm in your state for an affordable monthly fee. Want an experienced set of eyes on a contract's fine print? Or you finally want to get that will done? Legal Shield has a dedicated group of lawyers who have your back, no matter what the future brings. Sign up today at LegalShield.com forward slash iHeart. PPLSI does not provide legal representation or advice. See a plan for complete terms. Hi, let's talk about Pro Plan Sport. Pro Plan Sport is advanced nutrition made to fuel strength and stamina in active dogs like yours. So wherever your next journey together takes you, start it off right with the high performance fuel your dog needs to keep pushing you every step of the way. Pro Plan Sport. Learn more at ProPlansport.com. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bob Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Puma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds from Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club. 
With your Amex card, entertainment benefits like special ticket access and pre-sales to select can't-miss events while supplies last, make every tap music to your ears. 